Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm Kieran Mack and delighted that you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast or show is available on the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, look down below in the description. You'll find a link, it'll take you to a website where all the available podcast players can be found. And finally, if you want to support the show if you like the show you can do so in a couple of ways the first and easiest way is just to become a channel member here on youtube link down below in the description for 100 baht a month you'll get some emojis that you can use during live chats or during the current uh, chat on a video you'll also have a little star beside the name to show that you're a value member of the thai expat daily show community and you'll also get this podcast uh, as soon as it's uploaded onto the site uh, normally about 8 p.m i'll upload it but it doesn't go live until 7 a.m another method is to just simply buy me a coffee and the link is down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com so now that's all done and dusted let's jump into the top stories today and the first one unesco certifies songkran as part of humanity's intangible cultural heritage that's quite a mouthful, all right. UNESCO has officially recognized Songkran, the traditional Thai New Year festival, by issuing a certificate that designates it as part of humanity's intangible cultural heritage. This recognition comes in accordance with the Intergovernmental Convention for the Safeguarding of Intangible Cultural Heritage held in Botswana. Now, Coet Pakamart, the Director General of the Cultural Promotion Department, revealed that the Thai government is planning an elaborate celebration of Songkran from April 1st to the 21st this year. The aim is to showcase the traditional festival as a key element of Thailand's, Thailand's oh, that's it, soft power and a major tourist attraction. During this period, festivities are scheduled to take place across all provinces with an emphasis on promoting the cultural significance of Songkran. Additionally, Pakamart shared details about the upcoming Chinese New Year festival set to occur from February 4th to 14th. Now, it is expected approximately 3.5 million air travelers, a significant portion hailing from China, will utilize Thailand's six main airports. The influx will facilitate will be facilitated by over 3,000 special flights from China. In preparation for the surge in arrivals, the Ministry of Transport has instructed airports of Thailand, the entity managing most airports in the country, including Swanapum and Damuang Airport, to bolster staff numbers. AOT will also collaborate with various agencies, such as immigration authorities, to ensure a smooth and efficient arrival process. Now, Kiriwat Kitawamat, the CEO of AOT, highlighted that the Thai government has taken steps to streamline the entry process for Chinese tourists. Tourists holding Chinese or Kazakh passports are now exempt from the requirements of a pre-travel visa, making it more convenient for them to travel to Thailand. So, looks like it's going to be a busy Chinese New Year. I just read an article today where they basically were discussing that about 49,000 people a day are going to be going through Phuket International Airport. That's just there alone, which is an ungodly amount of people. So I see 49,000 reasons not to travel via Phuket Airport at the moment. But in terms of uh, Songkran, great if you want to organize festivities from April 1st to 21st. But when you're doing it, make sure that you, know, you keep in mind that 
when you have lots of celebrations, um, well, people get on the roads, they drive crazy, they drive drunk, they drive high, and these are the things you need to look out for, not just do your seven days of danger over the Songkran period, but you're going to have to do it for three or four weeks. Get police out on the road and make sure that people going to those festivals are getting home safe and alive and that is very very important but we'll move on to the very next and that is ties among top social media users not really a surprise here but thailand is among among a global leaders in time spent on social media and number of users on of facebook youtube TikTok, and e-commerce according to a digital report the nation makes the top 20 in many categories with social media usage averaging 2.3 hours a day as of January 2024, daily social media usage by Thais ranked 17th globally at 2.31 hours, with the global average at 2.23 hours, according to the Digital 2024 Global Overview Report from Data Reportal. The country ranked in the top 10 for internet usage at 8 hours per day. In terms of social media use, Thailand ranked 5th at 24 hours per month, following uh, Egypt 34, the United Arab Emirates 29, Vietnam 28, and the Philippines 26 hours. Now, Bangkok was among the top three cities for Facebook advertising audiences at 13 million user accounts, while Thailand was ninth for the largest national audience with 49 million users. Uh, Thai spent 41.3 hours per month watching YouTube via its mobile app, just behind global leader South Korea at 45 hours. Thailand has 18.71 million Instagram users who average 7.4 hours per month on the app. The country ranks sixth for Facebook Messenger users at 35.5 million. Now, for X, formerly known as Twitter, Thailand was 12th with 14.6 million users, with Android users spending three hours on the app per month, compared with the global average of four hours. The nation is ninth globally for TikTok advertising, uh, reach with 44.3 million users. The US, Indonesia, and Vietnam are the top three. Uh, as to time spent on TikTok, Thailand ranked 15th with 38.2 hours per month for Android users. So you can see that Thailand is certainly, certainly up there in the social media viewing. Kind of from everything I've seen from living here in Thailand, I would say they should be higher. I, I, I sometimes call Thailand and when you see things, the zombie nation, everybody seems to be just stuck looking at their phone looking at youtube looking at facebook nobody anymore is interested in looking at the world around them and and that's unfortunate but it does seem to be the case these days and this kind of report does still emphasize thailand is well up in the social media usage and uh, yeah it's a little I, I would find that concerning you know because people when they're staring at phones they're staring at social media you know they're being influenced by what they see as well and i, I think that can be a problem socially as well but we'll move on to the next story anyway Thai PM seeking plan B as government waits for the NACC advice on digital wallet scheme so this is the 10,000 baht giveaway that they promised before they got elected and they seem to be running into all kinds of problems. The Prime Minister, Shreta Tavazin, is considering alternatives as the government awaits a recommendation from the National Anti-Corruption Commission on the controversial 500 billion baht digital wallet scheme which aims to provide eligible ties with 10,000 baht in digital currency. Prime Minister Sreta Tavasin, also the Finance Minister, expressed impatience 
uh, stating that there should be a plan B since the recommendations are delayed. The NACC subcommittee studying the scheme recently advised against implementation, citing the lack of a serious economic crisis and warning of potential corruption. Originally an election promise of the Puatai party, the project has been indefinitely postponed, leading to a public debate. A leadership poll by Rangsit University College of Leadership and Social Innovation found that 62.2% of over 500 leaders disagreed with the money distribution plan, calling for its abandonment. Another 21.3% suggested postponement or careful consideration, while only 13% favoured the project. The survey conducted in January included leaders from various sectors. Now again, my my thing with this has always been that there's no need to be given out 10,000 baht to, you know, 50 something point 50. I think it works out about 50 million people. The eligible people are the people who are not eligible are people who earn over 70,000 baht or have more than 500,000 baht in savings in an account. So these people are not eligible and it works out about 50 million people don't fall into that. So they'd be eligible for the 10,000. Now for me, I think 500 billion baht will be better served and better spent on you know homeless people here in the country people on you know in dire need of money improving education and things like this and improving just the basic living standards of ties because i think that money could be used much much better and i think a lot of people seem to start and agree with this because they i've seen a lot of comments on online as well going you know with the ten thousand baht you can only spend it in certain shops it seems to be going to be going to always the big boys you know the big shops the little mom and pop shop aren't going to be able to use it because a lot of these shops aren't even registered you know for tax and whatnot so they wouldn't even be eligible to be participating in it so of course it's going to go to your cp you know your 7-elevens all these kind of places which is you know it's just feeding the rich guys anyway so what's the point of it but i do hope they come to some common sense maybe spend the money as i said on education on you know helping the people who are in dire need in this country and there's a lot of poor people in this country who could do with help and i think you know and also older people in this country i mean there's no such thing as really as a pension here in this country so looking after your elderly should be something they should be thinking about doing too so but i'd love to know what you think about all of this and you know comments down below in the comment section as always now moving along this is an interesting story that's come out the last couple of days. The government may cut the alcohol sale ban. So anybody here in Thailand know between two and five, I think it is, you're not allowed to purchase. Two to five or three to five, you're not allowed to purchase alcohol here in the country. Now the reason for it, many people are a bit confused. It used to, people thought it was to stop people getting drunk in the afternoon. There's another story that it was brought in by the junta many years ago uh, to stop civil servants getting drunk in the afternoon when they're meant to be at work. So I, I don't know which one it is, but we'll cover the story. Anyway, the Thai government is considering lifting the ban on alcohol sales between 2 and 5 p.m. to support its tourism promotion policy. Public Health Minister Chalnan Serkao plans to discuss the proposal from the Thai Alcoholic Beverages Business Association with the Government Alcohol Beverage Control Committee. Although the ban isn't part of the Alcohol Beverage Control Act and was introduced in 1972, the committee will evaluate its impact on tourism. A decision is expected by February 15th and if approved, the proposal will move to the National Alcoholic Beverage Policy Committee for final endorsement. TABA, uh, which is basically the 
Alcohol Beverage Business Association, believes lifting the ban will benefit tourism, especially with the upcoming Thai Chinese visa-free scheme on March 1st. They also urge the government to enhance measures against alcohol-related accidents and illegal sales to those under 20 years of age. The aim is to implement the change by early April, coinciding with the Songkran Festival. So this is their plan. They believe it's going to boost tourism. I, I actually honestly... I, I just don't understand. They really will kind of cling on to anything to try condone getting rid of the two to five ban. Look, I, I don't really care about the two to five ban. Actually, I don't think it impacts tourists at all whatsoever. If you're a tourist and you're in a hotel, hotels serve between two and five. It doesn't actually apply to hotels. Most bars that you go to in these areas like Pattaya, Patong and these places, they're serving between two and five. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of a silly thing to suggest that while it's going to improve tourism and, you know, and because of it and tie it to the, the Chinese visa free scheme, it's a little bit silly. Just say, listen, we want to get rid of it because it doesn't make sense anymore. You know, you don't need to talk about Chinese New Year and the, and the visa-free scheme. None of that actually applies to this. But it is funny is how they, they try to hook it on to it as if it has something to do with it. But for me, I, I don't really care, to be frank and honest with you. If Thailand decides it wants to ban alcohol between two to five, it's its country. Let it do what it wants to do. But I'd love to know what you think down below in the comment section, as always. Now, moving along, there was two stories like this recently, and this is one of them. British teacher arrested for indecent acts on Phuket International Student. Uh, immigration officers in Nang Hoi sub-district of Chiang Mai apprehended Mr. Tyler, 38, a British suspected of taking a minor for sexual activity 10 years ago. They handed him over to the investigating officer at Shillong Police Station, Phuket Province in southern Thailand. Mr. Uh, Tyler's uh, arrest warrant dated January 12, 2024 was granted by Phuket Provincial Court on the ac accusation of taking a minor above the age of 15 but under the age of 18 from his father, mother, guardian or caretaker without reasonable cause. Tyler has lived in Thailand since 2014 where he teaches at an international school in Phuket. During that time he escorted a 16-year-old foreign female student from the international school to do indecent acts at a residence in Shillong sub-district, Muang, Phuket district. The first occasion was on December 9, 2014. The second time occurred on April 2nd 2015 when the girl's parents and the school learned about the incident the school conducted an investigation and terminated the British man's teaching contract. The mother waited for her daughter to finish her education in Thailand first. She then reported the incident to Shillong police investigating who proceeded to charge Tyler. Investigations then uh, collected various evidence and requested permission from the Phuket Provincial Court to issue an arrest warrant for Mr. Tyler. The immigration police investigated and found he, he had moved to live with his Thai wife in Chiang Mai since 2016. The arrest, they arrested him and took him in, uh, to the investigating offices of Shillong Police Station in Phuket Pro Province for prosecution. This is a really odd story. So the Actual offence took place in 2014, and he's been living in Thailand since then. He's been teaching up in the north of Thailand. So when did the mother actually notify the police? I mean, if she was 16 then, this is a rather, rather peculiar story. I mean, 
or have the police literally done nothing since 2014? The story it makes doesn't really make particular amount of sense when you read back through it. It looks like that the, he had um, some kind of indecent contact with the girl in 2014, 2015. She was 16 years of age. Um, the mother then waited till she had all her schooling done before reporting it to the police. So if she was 16, but even if she waited two years, that would be 2018. Have the police done nothing for it? I mean, this happened 10 years ago. It's a very, very strange story. But also the guy, I mean, if, if, if you're, you know, accused of something like that, wouldn't you think you would have gotten a plane and gotten out of the country as quick as possible? I mean, you wouldn't have hung around. I mean, that's the way I would think about this too. I mean, you wouldn't hang around. I mean, Thailand's the last place you want to be put in jail for any period of time. So it does seem rather peculiar. This story I'm definitely going to follow up on a bit more because it doesn't make that much sense to me. And the timeline of 10 years is very, very strange. And, you know, I'll try to research this story a bit more and find out, you know, a bit more about it for you. But that is it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll bring you some more uh, news tomorrow uh, and the next day after that. This week, I hope to do four to five shows. So hopefully you'll tune in for all of them. As always, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and don't forget, even share it. But as they say, that is it for today. Thanks for your support as always, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, and thanks again. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.